Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. We talk personal finance and investing every day with you here on Money and Me. I'm obsessed with retirement planning. Yes, I am. I have a feeling that the lease that I bought in my house is definitely going to underlive. I will outlive my lease and I live in fear that I will have to pack at age 88 and then find a place to live. But that's me. Today we're talking about investment planning to reach your retirement goals, the millennial special. So this is for you young millennials out there. She an ex-marketeer turned financial consultant that I'm talking with today. Patsy Koo is an expert in retirement planning. She's especially passionate about advocating for retirement planning for young adults and millennials. Patsy Koo is Associate Director at Apex Advisory Group in IPP Financial Advisors. Good morning, Patsy. How are you? Good morning, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Great speaking with you. All right, let's start. Let's start with the topic of why you think young adults should not defer planning for their retirement. Um, I think firstly, it's a common misconception that retirement planning can be deferred until later in life. Mm. And in reality, if one starts planning early, they will probably have a clearer perspective when they are making their shorter term financial plans. Because... Um, one thing I've noticed is that for clients that actually start planning for their retirement early, mm-hmm. they tend to be more at ease with their spending. Mm-hmm. Right? Because at the back of their mind, they, they know that they've already started the journey towards retirement planning. So, and for most people in Singapore, there will always be a next milestone in life. You know, like getting married, buying a place, having kids, and then, you know, the kids go to school, etc. and all. So it almost becomes impossible to start retirement planning after all these milestones. Because by that time... Yeah. It actually is time for you to retire. Yeah. So it's like that old adage about, you know, prioritizing. And if you have a bag full of rocks, you put the big rocks in first and then the little rocks can slide in the cracks and then you get a lot more in that bag as a whole. So you put your big priorities in first, like what you want for your retirement. And then that makes spending on the other decisions a little less worrying. I like that. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, in your work, Patsy, so you're, mm. you know, you, you meet young people all the time. You advise people on managing their money. Do you think there are real gaps out there in financial literacy for young people, especially when it comes to investing? Actually, I think nowadays, young adults are really quite savvy using the internet to find information. And there mm. is actually a lot of quality information on, you know, investing, retirement planning, finance, all these is available for free online. Mm. But at the same time, I would caution against uh, leaning too heavily on advice that is found online. Just, just imagine like today, right, when you find information on the internet, yeah. it's like drinking water from a fire hydrant. You can drown in all that information and you still get nowhere. <laughs> so in, in that sense, you know, it's good to get the basic information that's required online. But I think if you're planning for retirement or, yeah. you know, if you're investing towards a retirement, it's, it's good to actually sit down with, with like a trusted advisor to really work out the plan, work out your objectives and see how, you know, you can achieve that. Yeah, yeah, you can take the long way and, you know, drink off that fire hydrant (laughs) or you can take the shortcut and sit down with someone who understands what they're talking about and they'll help you with your money. Okay, so let's help people out with uh, investment planning with retirement as the goal. What are some basics? Okay, so I think when it comes to investment I think it should always start from budgeting. 
because it really depends on you know at which stage of your life you are your income and then how you can actually sustainably direct your investments without compromising on your other things like you know emergency funds expenses your lifestyle mm. and um, regardless of platforms of investing you know nowadays there's like stocks ETFs robo advisors and all yeah. I think the one huge factor that rules all investments um, is actually emotions. Oh. And I think this year, in March, when the market came down during the whole COVID period, it was a very, very good test of you know, people who are actually investing on their own. Because many people who are investing on their own, when the market came down, they didn't know how to react. You know, it was a lot of questions of, you know, will it go down further? Should I enter? If not, you know, have I missed a boat? Should I do a switch? So all these questions will float around. And on a normal day-to-day basis, when everything is all well and good, you know, not much thought will go into this. But when things get a little bumpy, I think that's when it's important to stay focused and disciplined and rule out all the emotions. So that's why they also say, you know, it's it's um, how long you stay in the market rather than, you know, um, like timing the market in that sense. And I think the last thing is really to have an end goal in mind when it comes to investment planning. Mm-hmm. So it's like taking a road trip, right? Today, you need to know what your end destination is so that you can plan your routes there. Mm. Uh, along the way, there might be like detours, you know, road works, etc. And all weather doesn't allow you to go further. But ultimately, that's where your final end point is. So you always know how to get back on track. Have that so map ready. Have yeah. that map ready. Control your emotions. I know people went the other way in March. They got so excited when they saw the market going down. Um, yeah. And I don't recommend this, but, you know, they, they took out a second mortgage on their homes. They don't live in Singapore. And then they plowed mm-hmm. it all into the market. So, yeah, different ways of, of managing your emotions when it comes to the markets, I guess. Uh, let's yeah. talk a little about retirement planning at different stages of life. What are Mm -hmm. some essentials we need to keep in mind? Um, So I think right now for people who are in their mid to late 20s, that's when they first start working out, right, in Singapore. So this is actually a great time to get started on investments as part of retirement planning because the runway they have is longer. So you can afford to have, you know, a bit more volatility because eventually it will ride out by the time you reach retirement um, age. And clients within this uh, age group here, they can afford to be a bit more aggressive in their investments here, which will then form part of their retirement planning portfolio. And I think um, in, in Singapore, right, like mm. Singaporeans, they love to use all sorts of instruments for mm. retirement, stocks, property, I mean, rental income. And whatever instruments we use, uh, I think we just need to ensure that it will give us a guaranteed income. Because today is, you know, you, the day that you're supposed to retire is the day that the market comes crashing down. Then you need to ask yourself the question of whether, number one, if you are using property, will you be able to liquidate in time? Or if you're using rental income, is that going to be that consistent rental income stream? So really, um, investments should only form one component of retirement planning because these, these are considered variable income. So we cannot control or predict the, the market. So that's why as like, um, clients move ahead in their career and draw nearer to their retirement age, it is then important for them to shift this variable income into something that will provide them with like a guaranteed income. So a good retirement strategy will actually consist of both these streams of income. What's, so what's going to give me guaranteed any. income? I'd like to uh, know. I think the right, the right now out there um, you know, in, in the market that actually... Uh, financial instruments that will actually provide you with like a guaranteed income, meaning, you know, 
at that age when, for example, when you are when you hit fifty five, what is the amount of money that you would eventually like to, to have each month? So this forms the basis at least for your first layer of basic necessities, and then after that, your investments and all these variable income can come on board as well. So it's a bit like annuities out there, uh, yeah, yes, which yeah. should form one stream of income for your retirement planning. So, so you do believe in annuities? Putting aside a lump sum or regular installments over a, a period, that's finite. And then um, knowing the sort of regular payments you're going to get as you're alive. Yes, I think they do form an important part of your retirement planning portfolio. I mean, because today, especially with the recent um, you know, situation and whole pandemic, mm. I think it goes to show that there's a lot of, there's um, uncertainties to be expected in the financial markets. And we, we don't know, right, whether down the road, when it's time for you to retire, would mm. there be another pandemic? Or would there be another, you know, a, a black swan event that we won't be able to expect? Absolutely. But at that point in time, I need to know that when I open my eyes today, you know, you know, it's like income is temporary, right? But expenses are forever. So the day I stop working doesn't mean that my expenses are going to stop. So I need to make sure that when, when I wake up that day, my expenses for that day is covered with a certainty. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Expenses are forever, especially if you spend like I do. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit. What, what role do you think insurance plays when planning for retirement? What is your view on, on insurance? I know they're all different kinds of instruments, right? But largely, mm-hmm. insurance and, and retirement, what role do they play? Does it play? Um, I mean, if we talk about insurance in, in the terms of, say, your critical illness coverage and all, I mean, that definitely, even when we talk about, like, you know, retirement planning, that definitely forms the, ba- the basics. Like, your protection needs to be the basic. Mm-hmm. Because today, there's no point you working so hard. You investing, you know, all your profits, etc., and everything. Even you have great profits, right? But if you don't have the adequate amount of insurance coverage, all that money that you have invested and profited, is that going to fund you for your retirement, or is that going to fund you through your, you know, illness period? Because you could recover, and then you still end up with nothing for retirement, which is not ideal in that sense. So insurance kind of acts as that bridge that lets you get over any you know, illness if it were to happen so that you can continue to work your retirement years with whatever that you have already planned for. What do you think of those insurance-linked investment schemes? Yeah, good question. <laughs> I think right now out there, um, I think traditionally when we talk about um, ILPs, right? Mm. We call them like ILPs. Last time, I think there used to be actually the traditional types, which is, what you invest in, a bit goes into coverage and a bit goes into investment. And these were very, very popular with the young working adults in that sense because it gave them flexibility. When you first start working out, probably your disposable income is limited. And then with that, right, you are able to, uh, you know, and, and the, the idea of being able to get some protection and then also some uh, investment is very, very attractive. So that was then. Nowadays, when it comes to ILPs, there are newer, so-called your um, new age ILPs, mm. where the amount that you invest doesn't go to any insurance coverage, mm. and it goes mainly into. I mean, it goes all into investments as well. Okay. So it really depends on you know what life stage you are at, and and then you know what uh, how all these come together to form an overall portfolio. 
so it's, it's difficult to say, oh, yeah, ILPs are good. Or yes, no, yes, ILPs yeah. are bad, in that sense. So it really, yeah. yeah. Uh, as a question that people can use, can you ask your the person selling you the ILP, how much of my dollar, each of my dollar, is going to actual investments? Uh, would they be able to give you a breakdown? Yes, they will be able to give you a breakdown. I think when it comes to the um, traditional ones, the older ones, technically, um, there will be a, a breakdown between, depending on the age that you enter, right? Mm. There'll be a breakdown on how much actually goes to investment, how much goes to insurance. For the newer ones, basically every dollar that you invest um, goes into investing first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you want to know how much you're going to be able to get back at the end of the day. Or yeah. how so much is projected these, uh, to get back, right? Yes, correct. All these would be like, you know, in the table, in the illustrations and all. So, yeah. So those are questions that you can ask your the person selling you the ILP to figure out whether or not it's a good fit for you. Speaking of fit, um, people want a holistic plan, a good overall plan that suits them, right? So as a young adult, where would I find one? Uh, okay, so I think right now, um, basically, if, if young adults, I think they should actually work with like a trusted financial advisor. I think aside from, uh, you know, just about investing and all, it's important to actually understand the overall concept of planning. Because it cannot be a one-way street where today this person is just trying to tell you what it is and you yourself don't understand. Because I think it's important to, uh, you know, educate yourself. It's a, it's a, you know, it takes two hands to clap. So you need to, everybody needs to basically understand the overall concept of financial planning first so that they can make decisions for themselves as, as well. And yeah. Yeah. So that's that. That's really how um, you know young young adults can get started on the overall planning and get a holistic portfolio. Okay. So drink a little from the fire hydrant yourself. Just a yes. little. Just a little bit. <laughs> you and need that awareness. <laughs> so you know you can be critical with the the information that's coming at you. And I think actually that is the the gap that I was talking about earlier. You know. When it talks to young, when it comes to young people and their money, I mean, overall, do you think that there is a gap with financial literacy here? No, I think in Singapore, I mean, we are pretty much, you know, platforms like Seedly, like the Work Salary Man, they are all great platforms that provide all these basic information required when it comes to personal finance. It's really a matter of how much you want, how how much you want to drink from that fire hydrant. Actually, I don't know. I think people think I could just leave everything to my CPF. There's CPF that'll do it for me. I don't have to worry about my retirement retirement planning because that's such a great scheme and that complacency mm-hmm. can um, can be a blinker sometimes, I think. Uh, yes. So I think um, the government did a great job, you know, with CPF Live. But if we really look at the numbers down the road, I think CPF, CPF can only provide probably the basics, mm-hmm. enough to cover the basics, mm-hmm. if not, you know, just, just, just barely. So people really need to actually take an active step in supplementing this uh, retirement, uh, their, their own retirement income. Okay. Okay, so we've been talking about investing and saving and planning for millennials specifically, right? Um, mm-hmm. Can you give people out there a sense of hope? It's not too late to start planning no matter what age you are, right? Yes, definitely. So, um, you know, I have worked with clients who only started in the early to the mid-40s. And, you know, in fact, I successfully also brought forward some of their retirement age by five years. So I think it's really not a matter of... I mean, it is a matter of how young you start, you know, or how old you start. Because you want to use the power of compound interest to your benefit. Yes. So retirement planning is almost like an exam that you cannot fail. 
Like, you know, today, if you fail an exam in school, you can say, oh, I'll just retake it. But when it comes to retirement planning, you cannot hit that age and then say, oh, I wish I had done more and then I want to go back because there's no such thing as I want to, I want to take the exam again. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh. I was hoping we'd end on a happy note, but that's frightening, Patsy. You work with uh, mass affluent, high net worth individuals as well to help them design their financial journey. You know, millennials out there might be thinking, how much money do I need before I get a financial advisor? How much money do I have to have before I sit down with Patsy Koo? There's no, you know, there really is no, like, uh, there's no say, oh, you need to have a certain amount. Because every, uh, really, by starting a bit, it's better than not to have started at all. Okay. It's really about, and, and I don't think retirement planning or, you know, investing can be done in, in like one shot at a point in time. It really requires, um, you know, building on, it's like building a house, right? You, you can't do it all at one time. You need to get the foundations right first mm. and put up all the different, different layers and all. So mm. that it will be yeah. a, yeah. Yeah. So Betsy, you used to be a marketeer uh, yeah. and now you're with IPP Financial Advisors. Why did you go into financial consulting? Okay, so um, firstly, I had a very good friend's mom who passed away really, really quite suddenly. So I think that was also when I realized that it, such things really do happen. Um, and it, it probably was a wake-up call for me at a point in time. And even when I was in marketing, um, I was already very interested in investing. I used to go and take courses um, after, after work, etc. And all. So I, I was already uh, like very in tune with like, you know, whether was it investing, forex, um, you know, CFD trading, etc. and all. So that really was where my interest uh, laid. And, and I thought, what, you know, the best way to marry these two, uh, the importance of protection as well as, you know, retirement planning really was to provide this advice to people. Because I'm, I really was quite um, shocked in that sense when I first, like, started and when I spoke to some friends about it. And I realized not a lot of people out there are aware of this whole planning thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They're not aware and they're not aware that they're not aware. That's the thing. Yes, in that sense, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, right. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. (laughs) That's why you need to listen to Money FM and Money and Me. (laughs) Patsy, thank you. Great uh, speaking with you. How can people get in touch with you? You know, you can always look me up on LinkedIn or in fact, I actually provide uh, bite-sized financial tips via my Instagram account as well. It's PatsyKoo underscore SG. So I think that's, that's one of the ways to reach like you're the young adults nowadays anyway. Wonderful, yeah, wonderful. Appreciate yeah. it. Well, thank you for joining us, Patsy. Thanks very much, Michelle. Patsy Koo is Associate Director at Apex Advisory Group, IPP Financial Advisors. We've been talking about how you can start planning for your holistic retirement plan if you're a millennial. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.